Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> this episode should just be called Fuck. What? Why? What do I do? That's yeah. the whole title. Fuck. Why? What do I do? Yeah, I'm already feeling really bad. I was in Denver playing Comedy Works. Thank you for those that came out. There was a couple that was like flew out from Boston and they were in town and then they went. To the oh, show. cool. Yeah. Was it as great as everyone says? It's one of the best fucking clubs in the country. Yeah. Easily top three. That's cool. Like the layout of the place and the audience is there. It's a cool city. A lot of transplants. It's like a really fast growing city. It's the fastest grow. I think it's the... Austin and that one. Second or third yeah. fastest. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a cool town. And the yeah. club is awesome. It's been there forever. Like the way it's run is awesome. The condo they put you up in is like a fucking house. It's like crazy. Yeah. And it's super nice and stuff. And um, so, yeah, I met a couple of people that that uh, listened to the podcast and they were like, individually, they were like, what are you guys doing at Desert Island? I'm like, we're, it's all right, fine. We'll do it we'll, this week. We'll do it this week. Right. If people in a city I've never even been to are like, hey, man, <laughs> we've been waiting for this episode to happen. Yeah. So here it is. Uh, thanks to everyone that came out to those shows. That was a lot of fun. Um I'm going to be in town for a little bit, so I don't really have anything to plug as far as yeah, where the store. Um, Keep watching Masters of Sex. Sincerely, yes. Kevin. Sincerely, Kevin Christie. How many weeks left? I think three or four. We're almost done. Are you asking? Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's true. You're the one yeah, on it. Of course you don't know. Yeah. No one I know watches my show. None of my friends. <laughs> if I had showtime, <laughs> I would watch the show. You know how to steal it. everything else. <laughs> I don't even steal music anymore. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I, I do RDO and Apple Music. I haven't even... No. My friend asked me a couple of weeks ago, he's like, hey, that new Weekend album is coming out. Um, can you tell me how to like, down-? he was like trying to torrent it and he'd never really done that. And I go, oh, you, well, you need like a specific program to download the thing. And he's like, um, he's like, can you do it like for me if you plan on downloading it? I'm like, and then it occurred to me, I'm like, I haven't downloaded music in, yeah. I, I don't even know how long. It's just all right there on well, this. Okay. Uh, uh, the other day, me and the lady were in the car and she because I had so much fun at this 80s club. Yeah. <laughs> she made like an 80s playlist on her Spotify. Yeah. There's all those re-recorded versions of songs. Uh-huh. Have you noticed that? Is that a way for them to pay the artist less money? What do you mean re-recorded? By They're who? recorded by not the artist. Like what's an, what artist? What's an example? Uh, there, were, uh, there was a, like a fucking Tears for Fear song. Okay. Or like a Simple Minds. And it's just... it's. The song starts, but it's clearly not being sung by the person. Was the original on Spotify, though? Yeah, they're both on there. So I think that's just like this other artists that do covers, and then those are on there, too. It wasn't like that. It was the, It was like they were trying to sound as similar as possible. Because it, like, it wasn't like, hey, this band re-recording this song. It uh-huh. just had the name of the band, the real band, the song, and then said re-recording. I think it's some way to fucking... Like pay the real people less. I don't. I don't know. It would depend on who the artist is because there's a lot of like re-recordings and covers and there instrumentals. Were, it was, and she, she she was like I I looked at this and like half sixty percent of what she downloaded was just these re-recordings. Yeah, I mean I've seen those sometimes when I'll search for a song and they'll be like that song and then like a, a bunch, bunch of, of different. Covers. But yeah. usually it'll say like the person who covered it. This just says re-recording. Like I'm, one was uh, I'm turning Japanese. But re-recording by the artist? No, it's no because no, it's not being got, sung by them. It just said re-recording. I gotta look this up. It was weird, and I mean, I don't think it's 
a way to pay them less because it's all the labels anyway that like that cut the deals with them and it's in their interest to make money. But then the label probably has to pay the artist less because you or just you get a performance fee. When you perform a song, I think you get a small fee. And so that would be a way around that. So Tears for Fears, what was the song? I look look for I'm turning Japanese. That's the one I remember okay. specifically. Let's do that. I'm turning Japanese. Um Yeah, I don't think that they would no results. I'm turning Japanese. Maybe that's not the name of the song. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I got your picture. Dun, 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 dun. I think I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. Like the music sounded exactly the same, and then you got this. Right as soon as the guy started singing, you were like, "Nope, that is not you." Wait, is that a Cheers for Fear song? No. Well, who sings that? Don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a way to pay them less because the the labels like cut deals with those streaming sites and they go right. here's all this music yeah and then they want to make as much money as possible off the songs being streamed right but then after that the labels decide on their own how much so it's not even like dependent on say like i'm that song whatever it's called gets like five hundred thousand streams that month right and then they make whatever money they make the labels don't have to pay them dependent on it being five hundred thousand or fifty thousand they can pay him like $1,000 for 500,000 streams or they could pay him $1,000 for 200,000 streams. They come up with that number on their like, own. It's almost like between the artist and their label what their specific Spotify deal is. Yeah, well, the, the deal with Spotify, whatever percentage the label makes, uh-huh. that's a deal with Spotify. That's between the, deal, the label and Spotify. Yeah, and then the artist and the label, the label have ma- their separate thing, right. and that's totally arbitrary. The, every right. label can be different. It's not dependent on the number of streams like at all, Yeah, which is kind of fucked. I'm just saying this, this wasn't a cover. This was like a sound-alike. It was yeah, like, that's weird. It was weird. I didn't like it. Yeah, I've seen those. I just end up not listening to them yeah so it just sucks when the title's so long you don't see the little re-recording in parentheses and you download it on accident what the fuck is the name of that song if it's not i'm turning turning japanese yeah it's uh by the vapors that's who it is cool name i got the vapors <laughs> um yeah that's fucking weird man turning yeah. japanese Oh, now it, when you put I'm turning, it's like, sorry, can't help you. But when you take <laughs> out the I'm, it's like, oh, here's 900 results. <laughs> You're like, be a little smarter, you idiot Spotify. Uh, turning Japanese by the vibrators. The vibrators. And then top results, album, songs, see all songs. Yeah, the vibrators, Stephen Fry, Saturday Night Live, Volume 3. Yeah, I don't turn it. It probably pops up on a bunch of like that's so eighties compilations. Yeah, there's deals. a bunch of old the best of the vapors. There's like a Is uh, it vapors or vibrators? Vibrators, the va- there's both. Vibrators, vapors. It might be just one of those songs that was re recorded by a bunch of different artists. Yeah. Because that happened a lot back then. Maybe. Missing turning Japanese on missing missing persons, pure eighties hits, rock band classics. Peppermint yeah. Creeps, Cover Up, Turning Japanese. I mean, there's a lot of versions. Right. Well, okay. Um, I don't know. I just found it annoying. 
Yeah, you kind of have to sift through a little bit with certain, especially the mo- the more popular they are. Yeah, the more covers and more re-recordings and more whatever. Um, but um, but yeah, you figure that out like after a while. You can just tell by like the the album because especially if you know the song, you're like, oh, that's not even the album cover. Or the, yeah, and then you know you figure it out. But sometimes you have to like I wanted a song and couldn't find it wasn't available to buy by itself. I didn't want the album, so I had to buy it. But it was on a soundtrack to a movie. Right, right. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the fucking... That's the way to do it, is these sites, man. It saves so much space on your computer and shit, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, my phone's full. That's why I'm about to do Spotify. Because <laughs> my phone is full. Yeah. I put too much music in there. And then you could just delete all that music. And then yeah. even on Spotify and all those other ones, you can download albums. So say you don't have service, like you're flying somewhere. You can download albums on your phone. Oh. So then they're there if you're on a hike or in a plane. And so they're in the hard drive, and then you can delete them. Or if you cancel right. your Spotify, they all go away and stuff. Right. Um, yeah, it's just like it takes adjusting to get used to like that being the way now. As opposed to yeah, like, I just have to learn how to do the new thing. Yeah, which sucks. Okay. Someone so teach me. We're... Uh, Enough delaying. No, not that we were <laughs> delaying. <laughs> we just ended up talking about Spotify for an hour ago. Oh, we didn't um, get to the list. Sorry. I was definitely delaying, to right. be honest with you. Um, uh, oh, another quick thing. Uh, the t-shirts, which is another thing someone mentioned to me in Denver. Yeah, I guess they're still available. <laughs> yeah, he goes, hey, man. Like, I was like smoking a cigarette before the show. He goes, hey, dude. Um, excited for the show. Also, what's the deal with the shirts? I was like, yeah, I guess they're still there. We didn't fucking know. And he's like, yeah, well, I want one. I was like, yeah, get one before they're gone because they will be. I'm going to cut it off. So I'll get at, I'll give you guys till Friday. So after this airs this Friday, I'm going to tell him to stop the availability of those shirts. Okay. And then so they're one week. But what if it takes a week for people to realize that they're still there? Like they listen to this on, not everyone listens to it on Tuesday. What if they listen Thursday afternoon? Sunday. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <gasps> Why don't we just do like the end of next week? Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fine. Yeah. End of next week. That's when you can now, no longer. Put a date on that. September 18th. That's next Friday. Okay. That's the last day. 918. You will be able to get uh, the current occasionally awesome t-shirt design in all the colors that it's available. Yeah. So get on that shit because they're awesome shirts. Don't yeah. wait. I know that people like to wait till the last minute, but it's really going to be gone. Yeah. Okay. So let's get started with this is it. The Desert Island <laughs> 5. Here's what I did to make it to kind of like calm my nerves about it. I go, right. you know what? Because I've had countless conversations about this with people <laughs> where I go, can you come up with five and this and that? Yeah. Um, I realized I'm like, you know what? It's not my top five favorite songs of all time. No, cate- the, the thing, th- putting it in the context of what you would need on a desert island has made it easier in yeah. my brain. Because I, I, I did put a few songs that are among my favorite songs of yes. all time. And then I go, but the two where I'm like constantly switching out, like numbers four and five, I go, yeah. well, what would I just like to have there? Yeah. Not what's my favorite song ever. Yeah. What would be good in that? And then like I got one easy and then another one where I'm like, you know what? I would really enjoy having that there. Right. And then boom. Yeah. And then I freaked out for an hour and then I was like, <laughs> all right, let it go. It's over. It's over. It's over. We're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, would you like to start? Okay. <laughs> um, I have one and this was actually the easiest one for me to put on there. Yeah. Because it's incredibly personal. Uh-huh. And it basically, the reason I picked it is because it 
pull. It, it's basically like a, a song that triggers the uh, the memories of a time in my life and a group of my friends all in one. Like it, it covers almost like a five to ten year span. Yeah, it's high all of high school. Yeah, and like a bunch of my friends all in one. And it's 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 like I'm lucky enough to have had a friends. My friends were in a band that had a hit. Oh, so I okay. can just put Eve Six's Inside Out. Yeah, because it's my like it's like my all my teens. Yes, dude. It's fifteen through twenty. It's like it's personal nostalgia. Yeah, it's me, Justin Marshall, mm-hmm. Max Collins, yeah. Sweepy, Tony, yeah. fucking Stinny, yeah. Travis. Joey, it's like all it's our lives. It's yeah. all our high school girlfriends. It's a whole it's like a moment in time. Yeah. Totally. All in one song. It's my it's a, a giant chunk of my youth. Yeah. It's it's me learning to draw. It's me doing a t shirt for them. It's me going to punk shows. Right. Like getting into punk because I did a t shirt and then like becoming friends with Max, meeting my manager, yeah. becoming an actor. Like it's fucking ever me, yeah, Brett. Like literally Brett. Mm-hmm. Brett Kilrow is in like like that song is meeting Brett because of them. Yeah, it's a it's a fucking it's a whole it's it's a time capsule that song. Yeah, Brett Kilrow, by the way, for those listening, is um one of our episodes of this show. I can't remember which one, but we discuss album art. We discuss album art. Brett's the genius art director. And if you're in the New York area, September I believe 13th and 14th, go to Neil Fest. It is oh, Neil right. Young Festival at the Bowery Ballroom. Uh, Brett and I did the poster with our friend Tina for it. I think there's two posters. To be fair, they're fucking epic. Uh, and the money for the show goes to Brett. Brett is uh, not well, unfortunately. And uh, the care he needs uh, to stay around is not cheap. Um, so... Uh, Go to those shows. They will sell out. The lineup is insane. Uh, Ryan Adams is going to be there covering Neil Young's song. Wow. And so is the le- uh, <coughs> uh, lead singer of the Kings, uh, uh, Jared. And uh, it's going to be epic. So go to that. That's cool. But yeah. that song is just like it's it's a it's like a whole world in and of itself. And for the just real quick for those that want to know more about uh, Brett because he's a f- cool. I don't know him obviously that well. I've met right. him like twice, but. He's a very nice guy, but what I do know is he's a very talented person who's responsible for a lot of the, your favorite albums, artwork, those things that you look at for you know minutes and hours on end when you're listening to an album. So this thing that they're doing for him is fucking cool, man. If yeah. I could be there, if I was on the East Coast, I would be there. That's episode 82, album art with Brett Kilrow. Yeah. So listen to that. You can learn a lot about him. And if you're on the East Coast, you can go see an awesome fucking show and yeah. then support. Some of the posters will be for sale. I think they're like 10 bucks. And they're, they're, it came out real rad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. <clears throat> but yeah, dude, a song like that, it just reminds you of all these people whole, and I mean, things. Yeah. it's a, such a big chunk of my life. It's yeah. like such an efficient pick. Yeah, totally. You know, that's great. Because there's like nine other bands I don't uh, that it makes me think about. Right. Um, just in hearing it, and yeah. it's a good song. It did. It's a great song. Man. It was a fucking hit, bro. Like I, when I hear that song, I if it ever just comes on, I listen to it the whole way through. Yeah. It's La Crescenta. Totally. It reminds me of like because I went to school with his brothers, his younger brothers. Yep. So it reminds me of like all the friends I knew around there. Charlie. And, yeah, growing Tony, up and Nina. Growing up around uh, around La Crescenta and like 
That was just a song that was on all the time. We were yeah, hanging so, out. I mean, in the parks. not many people. Like, I feel so lucky that, like, you know, my friends. We were all young, and they were like, yeah, these in a successful band while we were young. It was crazy. I mean, they were kids. They were younger than me. Yeah, and it was just such a weird thing to happen. Such a, a cool thing. You're so old. So that's <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I picked uh, that one. Okay, let's. I'll do uh, my first one. Will be kind of like a period in time memory thing, but now dating that far back mine is a song called let down by a little band called radiohead yeah that was a, a no-brainer for me when i was doing this list i'm like that song's going on there yeah that song to me is it's less about like it being a radiohead song and like you know lyrically what it means because that always changes i've never like 100 percent clear but and that's never <laughs> mattered yeah. because that's always been a song that, like, when it comes on, no matter where I am, it all of a sudden feels like summer mm-hmm. of, like, the the years 2000, like, three or four to, like, 2007 or eight. Because I was, like, early on, 2003, four, I used to work at the comedy store as an employee. Mm-hmm. And then I was getting super into Radiohead then, like, more than I ever had before. And I was working the parking lot a lot on like Thursdays and Fridays, and I'd always be driving over to that side of town. And it just reminds me of summers working at the comedy store, living in LA, and just having that like that perspective on life. Because in 2003, I was 21 years old. Right. So I was like young and like naive in a lot of ways about like what where things what comedy was and you know what a career could be and you know where i was going artistically and all that stuff and it was like and not to sound old but like it was a simpler time then when it came to like pursuing a career in comedy there was no facebook there was no twitter there was no youtube stars there was none of that shit it was you moved to la or in my case, you drove in 25 minutes <laughs> from, from La Crescenta. And then you just found open mics and you made friends. There was no, you know, having followers online and like yeah. putting up videos. You just like, you found a home. And for me, that was the comedy store. And yeah. then you did comedy and you made friends. And it was just this like little bubble, you know? Yeah. And you just focused on that and you just did that and you learned and you had like these grand ideas of what things were going to be. And cause th- there was no, like there was no knowing really what was going on in other parts of the country with comedy or where, what comics were doing and where you could go. It was like, you just did comedy and hopefully you got a late night spot or, yeah. or uh, a spot on a comedy central stand up thing. And then you went on the road and then who fucking knows after that, that early, I always say to young comics the, that first five years when it's, when you find your group, of comics that are going to be your friends. Yeah. And you, it's it's you comics running around to different shitty open mics. Mm-hmm. It's just about the best time of your life. Yeah. Because no one's good. So no one's being held accountable to being good. You're just but you're all trying really hard. Yeah. And you're just figuring it out and you there's such a uh, connection of being in the same boat with these people. Yeah. It's just the, about the greatest time there is. I tell and people, I'm like, I, don't rush this time period. That's the, what I was just going to say is nowadays there is such a rush yeah. to be on YouTube or yeah. get a Netflix special or put an album out where it's like just because the internet's there and it's cheap and available to do, it's like 
you don't need to be putting out a fucking seven minute stand up clip every three months if yeah. you're three years into comedy. Yeah, like you gonna... could be okay, but like a those are there forever. Yeah, and your your first impression you make one time. Yeah, and if you're in your fucking twenties, it's like there is no huge rush to be like. I got to release albums and clips and yeah. all this shit. Figure out what you're doing first. Back then, it was like, that's what you did. You would like stay. I remember having conversations with people where they went, John Caparillo told me this a long time ago. He was like, you know, you're, I was like three years into comedy or something. And he was just before he started to break or was like a right. monster. And he was like kind of at the precipice. I was like right there. And he was like, man, you're starting to get like, you know, pretty good. You're figuring it out, man. He's like, you know, in another few years, like you'll be ready to like, you know, uh, debut yourself to like the industry and like other clubs and shit like that and the way he said it was like yeah you don't just like start and then two years in you try and like wedge your way into every yeah. comedy club and get on every showcase for management and agents and tv shows because you just you're not that good yet no yeah and it takes time to get good at stuff and that was his that was his like path where he was like i'm gonna hide out here at the store maybe do sets you know here and there but like I'm not trying to get on The Tonight Show. I'm not trying to go to Montreal. I'm not trying to do any of the shit. And after like, I think five or six years for him or seven or whatever. It was, he was, I, I kind of remember being six. Yeah. Yeah. He was at that point and he's a super talented guy, but he yeah. still was like, I'm just going to wait a little bit until I know. It was that point where he was crushing almost every single time he went on stage. Yeah. It just where it was clicked like, at one point. It's like, all right, this guy's bulletproof. He's ready. Yeah. There's no showcase that's going to rattle him. He's going to stand mm-hmm. out. And yeah, and I notice this a lot. I see dudes, especially dudes, they're just putting out these albums. And A, I want to be like, yo, first of all, no one asked you for this. Right. And you're not, and also, you're not ready to put this out. I'm not going to name his name, but there's a dude at the store. I don't, he's not even, he's not even regular at the store. Yeah. But he's there and he was talking about how he, he's putting, getting ready to record his second album. I know you're talking about. And I wanted to be like, yo. Yeah. What you should do is get the first one off the internet as much as you can. Right. Figure out how many people actually heard those jokes, probably less than a thousand. Take yeah. all those good take the best thirty minutes from that special. Right. Combine it with the best thirty minutes from the special you're about to do. Right. Do that for another two years, add in some more jokes. Yeah. Then record one thing. Yeah. Cause what this is you're just handing you're just handing people B minuses. Yeah. It's not it's dumb. Yeah, just, I mean, having things out there does not make you good. Yeah, you don't have to follow the Louis model. And by the way, he wasn't, Louis wasn't putting out an hour special a year in his 20s or his 30s. Yeah. Or his or his early 40s. Oh, <laughs> like, right, right. It, it got to the point, like, Burr's at that place now where you watch him and he's doing new material and it's just, it's just fucking happening. He's, yeah. fig- he's got it so down, he's just creating new material at will. Yeah. Well, he wasn't doing that watch these guys watch the people who are your heroes watch their old specials it's not there yet right so if 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 they were putting out a special every year it would just be more of not there yet it's a tricky thing too because you you know a a, a comic could be listening to this conversation or you could be having it with them and they go well when the fuck do you know when it when you're ready and these days there are so many avenues to do things on your own you don't have to wait for yeah Conan to tell you you're ready or Comedy Central to give you a record deal or whatever. You can do it on your own. And that's awesome. But, I mean, there's no one there to tell you yes or no, but, you know, like, it's do it now. It's when you have an hour that's good that you're tired of doing. But you think of those jokes, you go, 
Those are good jokes. Right. I just have done them a lot. That's when you do it. When yeah. you when you have like close to an hour that all those jokes are good and work, but you're just tired of doing them. That's when you kill it. Yeah. I think you should do an hour when you have a new hour. That makes sense. Yeah. Like a, I mean, I guess, yeah, it's like a super tight, like a tight, solid hour. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then, and then I guess do it. But I don't know. There's people, th- there are those people, though, that think like, yeah, I, was, I did a half an hour. Yeah. And then you go like, yeah, but that doesn't mean. But also, what do I know? I, have, I don't know shit. Well, I mean, yeah, none of us. You know, you ask 15 people, you're going to get 15 opinions on yeah. when, when to record and I an just, album or I whatever. just think it's, uh, it's giving away a lot of content. I mean, there's so many avenues by which now comedians are giving away content all the time. And it's almost expected. Vine, Periscope, yeah. Twitter. And, like, when someone was, someone was like, oh, yeah, you got uh, to get on Periscope. I was like, how much shit do you want me to give away for free? Yeah, and all that time spent yeah. creating free shit. It's, it's not like, nothing. Well, it's, yeah. it, it lowers the overall co- price of, of content. When there's yeah. so much free content, you're like, it's like what happened to music. You're like, why would I pay for that if I can get it for this much? Yeah. And, and then you like, get comfortable with that, like, that well, becomes I don't want to pay norm. for it. Yeah. It just becomes the new norm. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, we got sidetracked. But, um, As per you. That song reminds <laughs> me of those days and not lo- that i want to go back to those days but they were just i like the way it is now yeah. you know um but it if was you don't live those days right though later on you don't live the you don't live the current ones right what do you mean i think when you rush certain time periods of your life later on you try to you try to still have some of those experiences when it's not when it's a little past it it's like yeah having if, a midlife crisis right 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 yeah but like in your 30s or whatever yeah yeah, I'm doing all this material now on like my how how I feel in my 30s and how I You don't went. look old enough yet. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't look old enough. Old you enough don't for look what? like you're in your 30s. Yeah, I hear that sometimes. But no, I'm not so why why would I not be able to I just to, wonder if when you when you're like getting older and people look at you and they go, "Huh?" <laughs> no, no, I don't do it like that. Like I I'm I'm feeling older, but it's like about how my 20s went by. Oh, right. quickly like your 20s yeah. just they go by yeah, and then i quick. talk i get into why and how you know all the mistakes you make and now like a few years into your 30s you look back and go oh and then how i want to live my 30s out yeah so uh, yeah i'm not like i'm an old man you know yeah um but in certain ways though yeah you do feel you're like god i'm not 21 anymore you know um, i don't even remember what it was like to be 21 but yeah so that song is uh just reminds me of those days, dude, when you're like, you're 21, 22, and you're like, everything's ahead of you, and you're like, hopeful and fucking like, gung-ho about shit. And not that I'm not now, but it's in a different, it's a much more innocent way, because you haven't experienced anything yet. Like, I am hopeful and optimistic about life and, and stuff now, but in like, a, in a more pragmatic way in certain arenas because of just the things you learn in your 20s you go like okay i'm not going to be like just like a naive wide-eyed person about this because that's not how life works so you know you filter out certain things but back then it's like you just were like i'm gonna fucking jump in and just do it and i can't wait for all the fucking like magic to happen you know what i mean uh and that song always reminds me of that because it's like 
I did do it that way. I was like, I'm going to fucking get a job at the comedy store. I'm going to work the lot there and it's going to be miserable sometimes, but I'm going to be like, wow, I can't believe I'm here, you yeah. know, working this shit job for like slave wages. Yeah. And when you look back on it, you're like, man, you only get to do that shit once. Yeah. You can't do and that. feel that way about it. Yeah. Like I meet people in their thirties that are like, yeah, I'm thinking about getting a job here. And like, you could see the look in their eyes where they're just like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> but when you're 21, you're just like, I'm young and I don't care. I can Doesn't easily matter. not eat for a day. Yeah, I was talking to the, there's that comic, Jack Knight. Mm-hmm. He's like 21. He's like just turned 20. He was a really funny kid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, he was like, yeah, I'm thinking of going to New York for a few months. I was like, you should definitely do that. I go, Absolutely. you shouldn't live any, I go, for the next five years of your life, you shouldn't live anywhere for more than fucking six months. Yeah. I go, you should have like a deal with five or six people that live in cities you think are cool. Yeah. And you guys just rotate. Yeah. I go, go everywhere, man. I go, have a girlfriend, but probably don't. Right. I go, just go have, I go, don't have a pet. Yeah. Literally have enough money to f- travel places and t- do stand up and get by and just go places. Yeah. Man. You could live in Chicago for three months and yep. it's not going to hurt you because nope. you can go up every night. Yeah. You can still do comedy and it'll only help you when you're in your 30s because yep. you're like, I have this life experience now where I lived in five or six cities. Oh, everywhere. I met all these people. I did all these shows. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, every time I listen to that song, man, I'm always just like, it, it just reminds you to be excited about. I'm not going to do a Radiohead song next, but there's one coming. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do this. Is, I mean, this song's sad. Yeah. Or it's not op, It's not a happy song, but it's just so good. And I don't. By the way, I don't remember what I put on on the other list. There may be. I I, th- I think I would be able to remember. Okay. If so, if you. But said it's it. you. It's you were you were right by Built to Spill. That was not on there. Okay. Yeah. I fucking <laughs> love the the the, the the the. And I always get mixed up if it's you if the songs you were right or you're wrong because the the thesis of the song is. You're, he's basically telling all the songs that said everything was going to be okay were wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, you know, I you, remember you that. were wrong when you said everything's going to be all right. And then, the, and then the, at the end of the song, it's like you were right when you said we're all just dust in the wind. <laughs> right, right. You were right when you said this is the end. <laughs> like it's just, it's yeah. a very, it's a caustic song where that's like you fuckers lied to me when you said everything. But it's so cheeky. Because yeah. he's, since he's using the lyrics of other songs, it's so kind of like sarcastic and dickish, but like in a way that's like almost like like teen angsty, but it, from like a, a such a smart. I just love it as a song, and I love it that it's like split in two halves. That you were wrong, and then you were right. Yeah, it's always yeah. struck me as like sort of just funny. Yeah, like it doesn't make me feel bad. I'm like, yeah, this motherfucker, he's right. Like it reminds me of. My father didn't like music at all. At all. Yeah. But he told me there was one song he thought was funny. It was in Vietnam. There was a song, I think it was by Country Joe and the Fish. Uh And it was called like Vietnam Rag or something or Saigon Rag. And it was just about how they're all going to (laughs) die. And it was just like a, it was like, and it's it's one, two, three, open up the pearly gates. Like it was just this fucking funny song about like, Jeez. there's a line, it's like, whoopee, we're all gonna die. Cause these guys are like, no, we're all gonna fuck. Like yeah. we're getting it. Nobody's coming back. So the melodies were all high. But yeah, it's the just lyrics, like kind of funny yeah. song. And he was like, I like that song. Yeah. That song I always thought a was A lot of funny. Eels songs are like that, where yeah. like the, the melody's all upbeat, and then you listen, and you're like, Jesus, this is really morbid. Yeah. It's funny to yeah. me. And it's, it makes it funny. Yeah. 
Well, because, you know, Built to Spill is not exactly a pick-me-up band. They can be every once in a while. Yeah. But they're, you know, kind of morose and, 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 and mellow, you know, uh, like emo-ish, I guess. Yeah. But that one to me is funny because it's just got a little tweak in it. Right. More than other songs. And I've, I've just... And it, it rocks super hard. Right. I mean, they, they, they didn't play it when I saw them live, but... I saw it live once, and my face almost fell off my body. Right, right. <laughs> so fucking epic. Okay. Or did they play it this last time? I don't. Where'd you see him? At the Troubadour. Oh, I didn't go to Which, that. not going all three nights, one of the biggest mistakes of my entire life. Dude, you should have, man. I didn't know they were there three nights. Last year, when I went to those three Tool shows, back to back to back in three different cities, I was like, I'm so fucking glad I did that. Compare set. They did different set lists. That's why I yeah. wish I would have gone. I could have heard... Almost every song. This is but one of the biggest done. mistakes I've ever made. Is they not might going do it again. Nights. I pray to God they do. And then you got to go every I night. I got to go every night. Because, dude, yeah. I here's the thing. They don't have any songs I don't like. Right. They, they like You know when, when you're, a band plays a song you, you're, you hope they play and you're like, yes. Yeah. That was, they were doing that with songs off this newest record where right. I was like, fuck yeah, that one. Which is a good album. Yes, fuck. They it, don't have bad it, albums. It rocks. <laughs> Every album's good. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Okay, so I, should I do a sad one next? Yeah, I will. Okay, this song, speaking of songs earlier, we were saying that have been covered a lot of times by a lot of different artists. There is a song called If You Could Read My Mind by Gordon Lightfoot. And it's one of, to me, the best songs ever written. And it is sad. <laughs> it's about it's about breakups. It's about relationships that don't work, and then you trying to just f- figure out why, and then you just realize that just the love is gone, like one of those breakups. Yeah, and and it's just so fucking gut wrenching. But it like <laughs> it reminds me of every breakup I've ever had, and it just reminds me of like l- like losing love you know, right. in every every way that it's kind of happened. So it's always one of those songs I listen to, like, you know, after a breakup. It just it makes you feel like you're like, yeah, this has happened to other people. Like, I feel less alone right now, you know, like that. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot is a Canadian singer-songwriter who was, like, very popular. Is that his real name? Yeah, I'm pretty cool sure. Cool name, man. <laughs> it is a pretty cool name. Um, and he was very popular in, like, the 70s and 80s. Um but his songwriting is unbelievable. There is a song called, not a song, an album. It's like a best of called Gord's Gold. Volume one has like a collection of his best songs and pretty much all of them are awesome. It's very like stripped down singer songwriting. His voice is a little weird. So like right. that's what you're getting into if you're like, oh, I'm going to check this out. So it's not like, you know, rock and roll or anything. It's like he's a troubadour, right. you know? Um but that song is amazing. So anytime I hear it, I always just think about, you know, past relationships and shit that doesn't work out. Um, and I think you need that when you're like, because you are going to think about all your relationships. You're stuck in a fucking desert island for the rest of your life. You're going to yeah. think about all those girlfriends and Oof. where it went wrong and why. And a song like that, like just, it makes, it gives you companionship. That's what like, when I was creating this list, I was like, I need companions. <laughs> it's just me and a bunch of coconuts and maybe like a cool toucan that'll be chilling on a tree, you know, right. or whatever's going to be on this island. Um, and I'm like, I need companions. I yeah. need people 
that are there in song form to be like, remember this. Let's fucking hang out for a little bit and think about it. Right. You know? And that one's absolute. That one and Let Down were like, right away, I'm like, those are fucking going on there. Right. I guess I'll go. This is a song, like, if I, when I'm on the island and I'm like, time to cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, let's let it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jeff Buckley's cover of, ho- of Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I almost put a Jeff Buckley song on there. That song is, and I'm not a Jeff Buckley dude necessarily, yeah. and I, a lot of people clown him kind of, but like. Who? I don't know. My, my friends of mine. I told a, fr- a friend of mine I like that song. He was like, Ugh. you mean ex friends of well, yours? Uh, that song is a that's a that's a time to time to cry song. That is uh, always one of my examples when people go like, yeah, a lot of cover songs aren't good. I'm like, you know when they are good is when they sound so different yeah. than the original. That cover that they and, become their uh, own thing. Dixie Chicks cover of Landslides. The Dixie Chicks really cover of Landslides is stunning. Yeah. It's really fucking good. That's it's funny. really sad and beautiful. Yeah. Landslides is already sad. The the Smashing Pumpkins cover of it too is great. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that is good. That cover, the Jeff Buckley cover of Hallelujah is gnarly. It also that's was great. in a really sad scene on the West Wing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which by the way, that's not a cheap one to buy. Probably but like not. it's that one man, when I have had to go, when I have had to go there at work, Right. Before I had actual death to think about in my life, and I had to go there at a job, yeah. I would I would listen to that song, and it was I'd get it in my head enough to where I could just hear it in my head, yeah. and it was a rap. You know what I, I would do for that is another Jeff Buckley song. Yeah. I remember like in acting classes sad. where I'm like... I mean, the, there's a reason. He yeah. I'm like, I got to get to that like sad place. Yeah. I would listen to Lover, You Should Have Come Over. Okay. That's another like heart-wrenching breakup song. Nick Drake's got some sad ones too. Yeah, he's dead. I too. mean, the, the, guy, <laughs> the singer-songwriters that killed themselves. Well, yeah. there's a you, we should have seen it coming, but he didn't even write that one. Hallelujah! Yeah. But he wanted to cover it. Who's the, what's the cover Leonard of uh, on the Donnie Darko soundtrack? Oh yeah, yeah. What so, was that song? Uh, it's kind of funny. I find I find it kind of yeah, yeah. sad. But the cover of that is incredibly slow and way sadder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, That's person said. But yeah, the original is great, too. Leonard Cohen did it. Yeah, Leonard Cohen's one of the greatest songwriters of all time. I saw him once live. That was fucking crazy. Really? Yeah. And I he mean, sang that song. Huh. Yeah. It was fucking cool. And he was dressed in all black with this like black yeah, he wears like, that cowboy hat. hat thing. Yeah. And I was like, no one looks cooler right now. He's one of those guys that like not everybody knows the name, but the people are like, uh, yeah, he's yeah. literally the coolest. Another Canadian singer-songwriter, by the way, him and Gordon Lightfoot. He was Poet Laureate of Canada, I believe. Really? Yeah. Canada takes... I they think put he out was. Some, they put out some solid singer-songwriters. And comedians. And comedians. Yeah. And Avril Lavigne. Right, yeah. And Nickelback. And Nickelback, um, tragically hip. They're from Canada. Yep, bare naked ladies. Mm-hmm. Also, bare naked ladies uh, who are fucking awesome. Rush, even though oh, I'm not yeah, a yeah. Rush guy, you gotta respect them. Yeah, Neil Peart, you gotta respect those drumming skills. Yep. Neil Peart. Um, that's a good choice, man. Hallelujah is a beautiful song. Rough one. Um, all right, where are we at? Number three. Um, and this almost didn't make it, but I was like, you know what, man. I want this song because this is the only one that's like kind of like rock and roll. Right. So I had to go with a Tool song. Yeah, you had. I, I feel like if you didn't put a Tool one, I'd be weird. I was very close to not. I know, but I feel like that's weird. But when I when I reframed it in my head where I was like, 
they don't have to be all-time favorites, but like companionship and fitting moods and stuff. Right. This song is called Push It, and it's on the Anima album. It's track 11. It's like 10 minutes long. That's great. Yeah. You want a long one. And it starts very like kind of low key, you know, and then it builds and turns into this fucking thing. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the songs, man, that like I just go to another place and it's like it's calm and kind of sad at times it feels like. And then it gets like aggressive and it's just it would fit those moods. Yeah. Where I'm like, I need to go somewhere and just get like, you know, let shit out. I got to chop a tree down now. Right. Or something. Build a hut. Yeah, I was thinking there is there's songs you need I don't know that I have one, but you need a I need to do some work on the island song. Right. <laughs> I need to go I need to build a hut. Yeah. Like, Andrew WK'd be great for that. Thematically or lyrically, it's like sometimes I'm like it's about like struggle and like I've said this before, but every song is about a girl to me. Yeah, <laughs> like a breakup or or, you know, or whatever. Um but there's a little bit of that in it, but it's kind of like it represents struggle in certain ways and like the angst that you feel and like you're gonna need that in a place like that well yeah you're on a god for you're on a god forsaken yeah. island and it's yeah it's like 11 minutes long which you know again if you're spending forever it's yeah. not 11 minutes isn't gonna be a lot um yeah. but man it's it's a fucking great song and i saw when i saw him three times in three days <laughs> they played that song and i was yeah. like they never fucking play it and on the third night in san diego california there it fucking was, and then my fucking eyeballs blew out of my fucking head. When a band, when you, <laughs> when a band you love, plays a song, plays one of your favorite songs live, there's not a lot in life that's better. Yeah, because it's happening. Then that version of the song will never be played again. It's yeah. ha- what's happening is even if it's you know they played it a million times, there's something unique about that moment. Yeah. You're there. You're feeling the the raw vibrations from it, the. You feel like amps. it's happening for you, yeah. but also simultaneously for like nineteen thousand other people who are like. Aah! But it is all. It is happening for you guys. Yeah, they're playing those songs for you in that moment. It's pretty great. That's what I mean. Why it's like cool on multiple levels because you you feel like this is personally so amazing that i get to be here but you also get to feel it with all those but people. it's also communal yeah yeah it's the fucking best it's pretty great there's yeah. a reason that concerts are full that, that way um i'm gonna my next one is a dance jam okay for when i need to get funky on you the gotta island. break it down every once in a while you're gonna need like when the weather's really nice yeah which it probably will be a lot yeah like at night you know where de- do you imagine this island by the way i just imagine tropical but like, what part of the world? Like a Hawaii type island, or like yeah, super remote, like Fiji or Hawaii. Costa Rica, or like I don't even know how to picture those other places. I just picture Hawaii. Okay, because Hawaii gets like a lot of fucking like random rain and hurricanes. I think that'd be good because it'd give right. you drink water to drink. Right, that's true. I mean, you know, it'd be great is if you if your island had a volcano, you could watch erupt. You know, that's cool. When those volcanoes like erupt into the ocean, you can watch the lava cool immediately into rocks. Yeah. Would you be worried that it was just going to like blow and just cover the whole thing with lava and then you're dead? That'd be rough. But you know, the nice thing about a volcano is the minute you feel like dying, it's a wrap. Yeah. You, you jump into lava. It's dive into the lava. Yeah, you're done. It's a um, real quick death. Also, how, do you, how big do you imagine this island being? I imagine it. I kind of... It's smaller than the Lost Island. <laughs> yeah, that seemed like endlessly Gilligan's huge. Island. They were like different small. sides, 
but it was like you could walk the whole thing in in a you know in a matter of half a day. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. yeah I think Gilligan's Island was. No, Gillig- uh, I forget how they had a lagoon. I want a lagoon in mine. Yeah, in my head, the island I'm on is like pretty big. Oh, because for me, it's like that gives you more to do. It takes a while to discover everything. Yeah, like in my head, it's like there's like a mountain and a stream. And yeah, a, you're and sitting on the beach and like you in a cold side. You're just like this is gonna take a while, and that's kind of good. It just that, that means this is more. So shit. like the Lost Island. Yeah. Right. Which was like so huge. Yeah. Yeah. Gnarly. Um, the song is uh, PYT by Michael Jackson. Which one is that? Pretty Young Thing. Oh, right. Yeah. It my, in my opinion, it is one of the... It's, it my, it's my favorite dance song ever. Yeah. It's just perfect. It's perfect front to back. It, I, I fucking... I only hear it really at, like, weddings. <laughs> But like you know, you know me. I'm a, I have, I'm a person that tends to just sit sit there, not maybe participate. Yeah. A, Even though you a, know how to dance, I find that so. Funny. I know, but I'm old. I gotta and, listen uh, to a little bit of this. As soon, the problem is, I dance so well that as soon as I start <laughs> dancing, then everyone wants me to keep dancing. Right. Because it's very surprising. Yeah. They're like wait, wait, whoa, 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 and I'm like, yeah, sorry. Sorry. And then they're like, wait a minute, keep it going, and I'm like, I'm tired. But if PYT comes on. If PYT comes on at a wedding, it's that thing where I'm like, you motherfucker. I'm like, you did not you did not just play PYT in front of me. It's about to go down. Yeah. Where I'm like, make a circle, you pieces of shit. <laughs> like, it just, it's one of those ones. There's songs by James Brown that do that too. But PYT, man, you cannot beat it. Also, I mean, there's a lot of Michael Jackson songs. Like, I Want to Rock With You is great too. This is but so you got Quincy Jones making these beats. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucking spectacular. So you would just dance on the island. That's one that's one, when the day went well. When I like <laughs> right. caught a fish. Yeah. When I like had enough to eat, found water, the weather was nice, and I was like, today was alright. Maybe there's an animal nearby. Right. Like a you know, I make friends with a monkey. And I feel like I'm an like, island that small you think would have like how how hard do you imagine the survival on your island? Pretty, I think on a day to day level, it's not easy. I think you got to find. I think a third to half your day is spent trying to get enough food for that day. Right. So rainwater or like fresh water, you got to go get it. Yeah. And then you got to kill a fish or something, or climb a tree to get some coconuts or whatever it is you're trying to eat that day. I don't think it'd be easy at all. I think I think every once in a while you get lucky and something would wash up to you, but on a day to day level, I think it would that would be like a day your day job. Um. Okay. Yeah, I imagine it would be fucking difficult to like. You'd probably go at least a couple weeks without even like. Maybe not a couple weeks, but at least a week without even like listening to music. Cause you're just you'd be like, overwhelmed and exhausted and scared. Because you're like, I gotta fucking find shelter and yeah. food and water, and I can't, I cannot chill out for a minute right no. now. And it's not like you're gonna know how to do that stuff. Oh, I know. I wouldn't know how to spear fish and shit. Yeah, I've watched some episodes of Naked and Afraid. Have you ever yeah. seen that show? No, I hear about it though. It's pretty fucking good, right? And you watch that, and you're like, 
Yeah, this would not be easy. Because no. these people are like, a lot of them have like training, survivalist training and right. all this stuff. And they do similar things where they go out and like with barely anything and just like, you know, camp some, somewhere for like a week and just live off the land and figure it out. Right. And they have trouble. Yeah. And you're like, dude, how am I going to survive? Find, I mean, when you think about the amount of food you have access to on a daily basis, like you can find a th- 1,500 calories worth of food on a fucking island. I know. Like that... If you ate one fish worth one fish's worth of meat a day, you'd waste away. You'd be losing right. weight quick. You'd be on accidental Atkins diet. Yeah, that's the thing. You're gonna lose weight, and you're gonna be weak because you're yeah. not getting en- you're not getting a lot of like sugar or carbohydrates. You're gonna be eating water, meat if you're lucky. Oh yeah, fruit. Meat's probably not even happening. Fish. I mean, besides fish, like yeah. I'd say a red meat or whatever. You're gonna you're 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 gonna eke out like 500 calories a day. Yeah, you're fucking wait. You're gonna look great, but you're gonna not, it's gonna <laughs> right. You know, so you'd be too weak to even dance. So why That's have this dance after song? a good day? <laughs> it's after a good yeah, day. one good day though. Yeah, following like 17 bad days, you're gonna be like too weak. I think to after dance. maybe a couple months, if I got the hang of it, I'd be a little healthier. Your body adjusts. Yeah, your body adjusts. Right. Okay. Also. <laughs> Let's be realistic about you'd sleep a lot. Probably. Like you'd All be the like dehydration would exhaust. Yeah, you'd you. just lay around. You'd you'd time it, you'd be like, All right, for the next four hours of the day it's too hot to do shit. Right. So I'm gonna build my shelter and I'm gonna nap. Right. And then it becomes about building a fire for the night. That's it. So this would be after like it rained for like a day or two, and it's kind of like cool. I off. got all my little um, my little leaf bowls are full of water. Yeah, <laughs> leaf like, bowls. We are, we are good with water for like three days. Yeah. And then you take a few shots of leaf bowl water, and you're like, I'm gonna fucking put yeah. on this Michael the rain, Jackson song. It was song. so heavy, it over like the lagoon swells, and some f- like some fish were kind of confused. I grab them. Yeah, it's when I when I hit a surplus. Right, I throw on a little. Michael Jackson's pretty young thing. So it's a celebratory. Yeah, it's celebratory. This has been a good week. You know what would be a good one is Ice Cube's Today Was a Good Day. The <laughs> remix. Yeah. My, I, I love that song, period. But right. there's a remix of it that I believe was off a soundtrack. Uh-huh. And, it, and it's, I think it's better. It has like wow. bird noises in it in the background. That'd be perfect for a desert oh, island. That song... Fuck. Yeah. I love that song. That's another nostalgia. Straight up, only reason I ever started eating at Fatburger. Every time I eat at Fatburger, I think of that song. Really? I, love I-, I fucking love Ice Cube. <laughs> Ice Cube is pretty great. All right. I ate Fatburger today. I want Fatburger right now. Bought Dean Del Rey a Fatburger while he was getting his pain meds, and I got a Fatburger. Dude, I might go to Fatburger after this is over. Problem is that one of Vermont is, is so sketch. Yeah, that's not a good one to eat at. No. Like just hit the drive-through, take it home. See, Fat Burger it takes it because it's good. It takes a little longer to make yeah. drive-through. You're in there. You're waiting a while. Yeah, sometimes you're there for like seven, eight minutes. But yeah. it's worth it. I, I like for sitting and eating at a Fat Burger. I like the one on Santa Monica. I gotta uh-huh. get a T-shirt next time I'm in there. I almost got an In-N-Out shirt a week ago. The new one's good. I was like, this one's kind of the black one's in, in this good. Display case right now. The black one's good. It's the, it's got cars. It's like a parked cars and a yeah, lot yeah, yeah old cars i almost got it i might get it later this week i'm going to the beach and there's a there's an in and out on like washington and venice right and that's where i saw it last time the black ones are like, only available at the store if you want a white one you got to get it online i don't know that i'd want white or black i can't figure it out i i have a tendency to want to get them both white seems more a classic yeah but white black, looks great with blue jeans they're yeah. great shirts and they're cheap 
I got uh, I order. It should be here soon t- tomorrow. Yeah. You know the the ice cream sandwiches. It's it. Uh, I've heard that name. It's an ice cream sandwich called yeah. It's It. Oh, they this you sell them in ice cream trucks. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those. Uh, I bought a, a sweatshirt. Okay. A crew neck sweatshirt with a giant ice cream sandwich on it. Nice. I tried to buy on the website. It was like. A case, you could buy a case of them uh-huh. of the ice cream sandwiches, and I was like, "We are definitely because it was like twenty two to a case for twenty four dollars." I was like, "That is amazing! I'm buying that." Here's the problem: what they only ship it overnight, oh. packed in dry ice. Yeah, the shipping was going to be sixty five dollars. Not worth it from San Francisco. But I was like, "Yeah, I get it. You can only ship it overnight, but I'm not going to spend eighty five dollars on twenty two Right. Or 25 fucking Dude, fall. ice cream sandwiches. It's coming. It's sweater time. Yeah. It's a great crew neck sweater sweatshirt. with a giant um, ice cream sandwich on it with chocolate dripping off Dude, it. Dude, Mishka has a couple of cool like sweaters. Like just a crew neck basic. One's white, one's black, and they have the eyeball thing. Uh-huh. But it's just a black and white eyeball. Mm-hmm. So it's not like there's no color like they normally have. And just on a white sweater black and white album or on a black sweater but and they look so simple and fucking awesome they put mishka that dude makes so much stuff yeah and it's They're all so always cool. putting out new shit yeah it's insane the amount small runs maybe i think maybe that's the thing the small runs but lots and lots and lots of designs yeah because every time i mean they seem to be releasing something on their instagram all the time yeah good job i know man they kill it pretty hard. But yeah, I, I'm almost like, do I need to go down there and get one of these? I want to go down there and get some stickers. Yeah, I got to do that too. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So what, now we're on number... How many? We've done three. I've done four. Oh, you dude. did four. I'm doing my fourth. Okay. Here we go. Now, I don't know which one to do first. Okay, there. I'll do this one. Uh, can't help myself. Sugar pie, honey bunch by the four tops. Wow. Yeah. Unexpected. Yep. That's a good Dude, song. Dude, that's exactly... You just <laughs> thought of it and smiled and went, that's yeah. a, and that's exactly why I put it I on I mean, there. a 50s... Who? I mean, that's out of left field, but yeah. I mean... Now, there are a million songs like that, like those old Motown era, like, you know that fun, love you. upbeat, just like, yeah. you know what? Fucking everything is great. Oh fuck! Let's just fucking skip down the street on a sunny day and have the music a good from that time. time period was so excellently made. Yeah, and they Those churned hits it out. Were hits. They churned out so. What the sad part is how a few of those artists got any fucking money for yeah. all those songs that Smokey they made. Robinson did well because he wrote them. Yeah. Well, no, even like publishing rights weren't given to people, yeah, or they yeah, would yeah. be taken away. There are countless. Motown bands and Motown era bands that yeah. just were ripped the fuck off. They just didn't know better. They're just like, I just want to work. I just want to sing. Yeah, I'll come in and do a session for this and that. Yeah. They got nothing. Yeah. But um, but this song was on the Forrest Gump soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And that was a soundtrack that introduced me to uh, 50s Motown and right. some classic rock and... And songs that I did, that weren't like very popular during, at least for me when I was like you know whatever thirteen fourteen fifteen, and I was like man there are so many like the Beach Boys Sloop John B is on there. Mm-hmm. There's a, a CSNY song that's on there. There's this song and it just kind of it does a good job of capturing the fifties through you know whatever the seventies or eighties. But that song was on there and every time it came on I'm like I just feel so good. Yeah. When this song is on, the Stand by Me soundtrack did that for me. Yeah. 
tons of great yeah. oldies. A well-curated soundtrack, man. Oh, Just Pulp Fiction? Kills it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I dare you to put the song on and not be like, fucking everything's great right now. For the next just, three minutes. Yeah, those songs were pretty amazing. Yeah. But that is just when you're like, I'm feeling kind of down. You put that on and you're like, all right. When I put on, when I had a rental car for three weeks, uh-huh. I put on Kareth 101 in the car. Oh, yeah. Fucking great. Dude, that oldie station is, is the best. Yeah. And that's now, when I started listening to that station. When I, when I was listening to songs like this, I was like, oh, they play stuff like this on this K-Earth 101 station. Yeah. And now they pepper in like 80s hits. Oh, really? Because it's been, I just, I think the thing is like, it's 25 years. Wow. So they, now you get, you get like a. You get like an 80s one where you're like, okay. That's I like hear hearing uh, Pearl Jam and Soundgarden on KLOS, like yeah. classic rock. Classic rock! Yeah. Soundgarden. You're like, oh, God. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, man. Can't help myself. That's a solid Fucking one. Fucking great song. That makes your island thing seem like a movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All My right. last song. Fuck. It's <laughs> Radiohead Optimistic off Kid A. Okay, that's a good one. Fucking... I remember, I remember reading a review. I was so into Kid A. I read like a lot of articles about it. Uh-huh. Like it, Kid A came out at like the perfect time for me. I was really engaged in in, in liking Radiohead, and yeah. I like I went and waited in line at the Virgin. It was like ninety nine, right? I have no idea. That came out. I, think. I was, I I wasn't that young. I must have been like twenty. I feel like I was like twenty five or six. I already so. knew my friend James at that point. Let's see. Because we talked about it like instantly. Let's look it up. Uh, no, I was in college. I think I must have been like 23 because I remember I got like a pre-download of it. We are about was that OK Computer? F- OK Computer was 97. So this one. Oh, no, no. Yeah, Kid A was what? I'm about to There was a big that. gap oh, between the two. Release October, October 2nd, 2000. Okay. So recorded 99, 2000, released October 2nd, 2000. Yeah, Kid A was fucking... That was the first record I ever got to see them live. Uh-huh. And, and there was a great review of that song. They were like... In oct- he says... When he says like... This is like an irony-free... He says, I like, irony-free, You could, if you the best you can is good enough. Right, right. And you, the way he sings it in that song, it's... Sa- Normally, when you hear that, it just... It would be sarcastic, but he's like, you can try the best you can... Yeah. The best you can is good enough. And it just, it was so different from what maybe other Radiohead songs felt like mm-hmm. to where I've always, whenever that song comes on, I'm just like, God, this is so, I've never turned it off when it's, I've never would ever turn it off. Yeah. It's so good to me. And I'm, I'm, and I saw it like well, the first time I saw them, they played it live. Like that was one of the ones they played. And it was just like, dude, you guys are so good. And it, and, and that to me is like a real, Tom York Radiohead song where it the lyrics they're clear you can hear them which it always isn't the, it isn't always the I case know. and you can like you can hear what he's saying and he seems very sincere and not super dystopian like the world's coming to an end it's not one of the songs it's just about like pollution and governments and shit yeah yeah and yeah. I just fucking that one I would want that song on the island not long before I died. <laughs> Really? Yeah. How long do you plan on living, do you think, on the island? It's tough to say, dude. <laughs> it, it, like, you'd think you could live a long time, but, like, with the elements, I'm prone to skin cancer. I'm out on a fucking island. Right. It could not go I could. It could not go well, dude. And you'd have no idea of what diseases you'd have. 
You can't go to the doctor. You just have a pain. I feel like one day I'd have like a pain in my like yeah. abdomen. I'd be like, uh-oh. Yeah, and then four months later, you can't walk. You're yeah, like, you're fuck, like, fuck, uh, I could have gotten that That pain didn't go out. away. It's probably like stomach cancer or something. No, it'd probably be some like some like food-borne illness that you never got taken care of and your body yeah. was too weak to fight it off. Yeah. And then you have like a fucking giant glut of worms in your stomach that yeah. are eating away your insides. You very easily have And that's the song you'd listen to when the worms are tearing their way through your body. You're like, hey, you didn't know you <laughs> accidentally ate a bunch of weevils and you didn't know that they were going to build a nest inside you Yeah, and then eat your insides out. Right. They eat your liver and then the, now your liver can't process the waste and so you're poisoning yourself from the inside. Yeah. That's how I go. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Everyone's like, you, you're not growing old on this fucking island. Yeah, you're going to be 80. 10 years tops. Yeah, and then if you're that, done. 10 years if you are a great survivalist. Right. I mean, you die of exposure. A freak bit of weather. Yeah, a monsoon. And if it's cold for longer than a... Or you could be like exploring part of the island that you never really had or whatever, and you trip and you break oh, a bone. I'm not even factoring in the likelihood of falling over things. Yeah. The slipping and fall, that's not, I mean, forget it. Yeah, you could just die of an injury. Yeah. You bleed to death. Right. Are you going to wrap your wound in sand? I know. A leaf? Are you going to wash it with salt front? water? All right. Give me a fucking break. All right. <laughs> um, Try the best you can. Kevin, you're dying. I had uh, okay. Here we go. This is the fifth one, and I didn't do these in any particular order. I was thinking like, oh, should I save the best for whatever? But then I was like, maybe save the unexpected ones for last. So last one was pretty unexpected. Yeah. Uh, So this is my fifth one. Ready? Okay. It's uh, it's by John Williams. Okay. Oh, (laughs) and it is the main theme. For a little movie called Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Do, 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 do. <laughs> How much fun would that be to have on the island? You are. I mean, you're kind of in Jurassic Park. Yeah. But remember that the part in Jurassic Park, the first one, where they were in the helicopter and they were about to go through the middle in between like the two valleys and then mm-hmm. the music just and you're just yeah. like what are we about to get into yeah and then when they were walking through uh or they were in the car the jeep heading into the main uh uh area yeah. or whatever and they first saw the brachiosaurus or whatever and then the music and then the look in their eyes where they're just like this is a world yeah. of wonder and imagination <laughs> of all this stuff and every time when i so it's like a combination of like it's just going to make that island feel that way. And it's just this song that's like uplifting and like, yeah. you know, everything feels great. And it reminds me of being a kid. Yeah. I watched Jurassic Park when I was a kid 10,000 times. <laughs> Did you like the new one? No, nah, not really. Oh, okay. Um, it made the most money of like anything this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, it wasn't any good. Oh. It was just very predictable. And you're just like, that's going to happen next. It's going to have right. the same formula as like a lot of the Jurassic Park. Did you see that someone made a... They didn't make the gift, but there was like footage. It's of a zookeeper. He's at a zoo. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's closing the door to. Uh, he thinks he's closing the door to an animal pen. Yeah. And then the 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 animal just slips out. And someone goes, "Here's all of Jurassic Park and ten- the new Jurassic Park in one gift." And it's a guy going, "This door is closed," and then the thing just goes out another way. He's like, That's the whole movie. <laughs> right. That's funny. 
That's a that's a out of nowhere pick. Yeah, but I, dude, I love. First of all, John Williams. Oh, is a fantastic. Do you know that composer thing, that challenge where like you can't hum the Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and Superman theme song in a row? You can't. Where people can't do it because they sound very similar, and like you start to get confused which ones which. <laughs> that's right. Really you'll funny. do like two, and then you'll be like, oh, but which one from Star Wars? Uh, the main one. I don't think Jurassic Park is one of them. And then you got to go. I forget how Indiana Jones. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, I guess they do sound similar-ish. I can't even. Now that I've sung the Star Wars, yeah. All you're gonna go about Star Wars. I can't find the Indiana Jones. I can't even think of the Superman one at all. I can't think of either of them now. That's weird. Yeah, there's something in that. The the. I guess everyone has one that they know the most, though. I think for me it'd be Star I, Wars. Yeah, for me it's Star Wars. Yeah, because I didn't even really fucking fuck with the Indiana Jones movies. For I'm a literally long time. trying to put myself mentally on the Indiana Jones ride. Oh yeah, I've been on that a million times and I can't even think of it right now. All I can hear in my head is the part when the ball starts to. And yeah, and the spears go. But yeah, I think that one would be. I don't know. It would just fit. The mood there, and it would just change whatever mood kind of you're in. You would just be like, "I'm on an adventure." Yeah, and you kind of need that sometimes. Yeah. Um, and there's the nostalgic factor. And that first Jurassic Park dude is just so good. I didn't see it. I don't remember when I. Saw, I think I saw it late. I don't the, know if I saw it. In the you got to rewatch that. It's it's a classic. I love movie, when Laura dude. Dern's just digging her hand and shit. Yeah, it's a fucking classic movie, and the music is just so good. John Williams, when they have those like nights at the, the John Williams nights have you at the gone? Hollywood Bowl, no, I've always dude. I went to. to one a couple years ago. It's so good. E. T. That guy's something. He's there. He's like talking. He's like eighty. You know. Yeah, he, like and he's like he's the conductor. And they're just playing all these songs where where you're like, God, I fucking remember this from that movie and this movie, and it's beautiful music, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So there it is, man. That's now that we did it. It doesn't seem like it should have been that hard taking us that long. I know because I think it's just we had to get ourselves to be like it's not top five favorite songs of all time because that I found is fucking impossible. It's not possible. It is. That's not a possible thing to do. It's impossible. It's not uh, honorable mention. Do you have just one? Well, I think it was on my other one, but now that you dropped a theme, it's it's that uh, Vincent Guardini trio that was on the other one. Yeah, Charlie Brown. Okay, so that's, that's your honorable. That one, Highway to Hell, or Back in Black. I could see, yeah, I could see where that would fit. Highway to Hell to me is like the quintessential rock and roll song. Yeah, it's everything. It's it's about being bad. It's about I'm going to hell, and my friends are going to be there too. My honorable mention is uh, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Yeah, we talked about that. That's a, I mean, it's everything. Yeah, it's, it's it's like three different types of rock music all in one. It gives you so much. Yeah. Beautiful singing, yeah. it rocks hard. It's a story. Yeah, it's like that one. Um, uh, not not. Um, it's like that one rack on tour song. That's like a story. That uh, uh the oh, one that's like a at the end of the second album. Yeah, the the one about the milkman. Yep. And, yeah, that yeah one. that's a great song. That yeah. album is fantastic. That album's fantastic. Yeah, and but they it, yeah, it's, it's it, the Bohemian Rhapsody is like that because it's like a yeah. it's like a play. It's like a it's like a yeah. short play or something. All right, so we hope you guys. I I don't know what w- this was supposed to you know 
do for you who've been dying to hear this. It, Tweet ho- us your five. Yeah, I hope it like lived up to whatever you thought it was going to be. But again, it wasn't top five songs of all time because you know what? For two months, I haven't been able to come up with it. It's, <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. But for a desert island, these are five where I'm like, I would not be like, oh, I wish I didn't pick this one. Because yeah. every one of them makes me feel something I would need to feel. Yeah. Some sort of companionship. I could have maybe traded some out, but like I, mm-hmm. I'd be happy with these. Yeah, yeah. Me too. For the four years I survived. But yeah, send us, if if you've been waiting for this episode and in this time you've come up with your five like a month and a half ago because I've been a pussy. Yeah, send us what you got. I'd like to hear... Uh, I'd like to hear everyone's take on what would get them through living on a desert island until they died of E. coli poisoning from not cooking something well enough. Yeah, I feel like a fruit fly gets you. Maybe. Or like a mosquito. You get malaria. A mosquito? We're dying of malaria. You're dying of malaria. We're dying of malaria. For sure. Um, (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go eat Fatburger now that I'm living in civilization. (laughs) Thank you, guys.